Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. He has no authority to do what he's doing. And that's dangerous if, God forbid, we have another pandemic. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's supposed to be here. The corporate kingdom is going to come to an end. There's a new sheriff in town. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Greg Gillespie. House hearings are happening today on the origins of COVID-19. The president made trying to find the origins of COVID a priority right when he came into office. And he's got a whole government effort designed to do that. White House spokesman John Kirby. The House hearings today are after new intelligence leads have credence to the lab leak theory as a viable explanation for how the virus was unleashed on the world. A new investigation from the U.S. Energy Department suggests COVID likely leaped from a lab in Wuhan, China, but the Biden administration insists that the report is not etched in stone. I have to look at the data. Uh, I don't see any data for a lab leak. Former COVID czar Anthony Fauci. Meanwhile, Arkansas's Republican Congressman Tom Cotton disagrees. Anyone could look at the facts on the ground in Wuhan and say this virus most likely came from that lab. Texas Senator Ted Cruz says controversy over COVID's origin has cast doubt in the minds of many when it comes to what our public health officials tell us. There are now tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of Americans that are not going to believe the next thing a scientist or doctor working for the government says. And that's dangerous if, God forbid, we have another pandemic. Another controversy around the Biden administration policy is its plan to cancel $400 billion of student loan debt. A White House spokesperson, Olivia Dalton, spoke with reporters aboard Air Force One, saying that the president is confident that the administration can legally cancel those debts. A heated debate is continuing, legal analyst Thane Rosenberg. The sheer size of the college loan forgiveness program clearly caught the attention of the Supreme Court. Hundreds of billions of dollars of lost revenue. The Constitution clearly reserves taxing spending and appropriations for Congress. But President Biden is pointing to the pandemic for his justification. Lawyers for the administration and for six states that brought the lawsuit were heard in the Supreme Court today. Justice Neil Gorsuch asked the Solicitor General if the administration had given any thoughts to what it would cost for people who did not take out student loans to pay the loans for others. A decision is expected in June. It's DeSantis versus Disney The Disney theme park and all its attractions in Florida have been able to govern themselves until now. The corporate kingdom is going to come to an end. They are not going to have their own government in the state of Florida. And so there's a new sheriff in town and it's a new day of accountability in central Florida. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Disney was doing this and Florida was basically de facto subsidizing their activism because of this special arrangement. So it's not good policy to have a corporation control its own government. The land now owned by Disney will be under the control of a new five-member state board. House Republicans are urging President Biden to visit East Palestine, Ohio. Congressman Bill Johnson represents the district where the town saw toxic chemicals spilled and burned a few weeks ago. He says folks there need assurance from the federal government that it's working on cleanup and will continue to support the city even after the cameras leave. Walking helps your heart, stress levels, and mood, but there can be a downside. 
be careful out there. The issues remain distraction, speed, and highways that put pedestrians too close to vehicles, says Pam Fisher of the Governor's Highway Safety Association. That leads to 19 pedestrian deaths a day. Every 75 minutes, someone's out for a walk. They may be walking to work, they may be walking to the store, walking home, and they didn't get back home. Pedestrian deaths have surged 18% over the past three years. That's correspondent Jeff Gilbert. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report this Tuesday, it's not Mr. Speaker in Harrisburg anymore. You can do medical missions internationally without leaving the U.S. and remembering a TV classic that ended 40 years ago. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast for the night tonight. Skies will break. It'll turn partly cloudy, low temperatures dipping into the 20s. Tomorrow, some early sun, but turning out mostly cloudy. A mild day in Pennsylvania, highs in the mid-40s to mid-50s. It'll be in the 40s in New York State with a couple of rain and snow showers. Thursday, clouds and some sun, high temperatures ranging generally in the 40s. Now for more of what's happening where you live in New York and Pennsylvania, State Representative Joanne McClinton is making history as the first woman sworn in as the Speaker of the House in Pennsylvania's legislature. McClinton is not only the first woman to hold that position, but also the first black woman to be Pennsylvania Speaker. McClinton was born in Philadelphia and is a Democrat. She was a public defender before running for office. Democratic Speaker Mark Rossi is stepping down as Speaker, effective immediately. Luzerne County, Pennsylvania is taking a new approach to battling the opioid crisis. For too many years and for far too long, law enforcement looked at the addiction problem as though it were something we could arrest our way out of. District Attorney Sam Sangagdolce says that he is joining the Pennsylvania Attorney General to announce an adoption of a law enforcement-led treatment initiative. The goal is to get addicts into recovery instead of jail. There was no outstretched hand that said, we are here to give you the treatment that you need. And that was why it was a revolving door. Through this program, addicts seeking access to treatment can go and ask for help from law enforcement or their local police department without the threat of being arrested. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro lays out his legislative assemblies in a budget address to the General Assembly this Tuesday. Equity in education is expected to be a huge talking point following a recent court ruling that said Pennsylvania's current funding formula for schools is unconstitutional. New York Governor Hochul's war on fossil fuels is drawing crossfire from New York Republicans. The governor wants to phase out natural gas in the state by the start of next decade. The GOP argues that electrification efforts is costly and unreliable. Rob Ort is the Senate Minority Leader. It will make New York more expensive. It will make living here more expensive. Heating your home will be more expensive. Opponents of the Hochul plan point out that most of the electricity generated for New York State is created by burning fossil fuels. In light of the East Palestine, Ohio rail disaster, the mayor of Binghamton is among many local and state officials who are checking on all of their railroads. Bridges need to undergo a safety inspection. We can't just sit back and say it's someone else's problem. We're going to take the initiative, put the railroad companies on notice, and and really kickstart, hopefully, uh, improvements that the, the public can see. 
18 vacation spots and tourist sites were singled out by USA Today for a reader's survey. Organizers of the poll were asking about the best place to visit that is faith-based. As we hear now from Brandon Dixon, number one and number two are in northern Kentucky. The Ark Encounter, featuring a 510-foot-long Noah's Ark as its centerpiece, once again was chosen the best religious museum in the United States. The Ark's sister attraction, the High Tech Creation Museum, finished second in the voting. The Ark opened in 2016 and gives visitors a life-size perspective on the boat described in the biblical book of Genesis. Ken Ham of Answers in Genesis used these survey wins to describe the Creation Museum as a response to the non-biblical perspectives at secular museums. Ham contends that the Smithsonian Natural Science Museum should have been included in the Religious Museum's poll because the Smithsonian promotes a worldview on history and creation which contradicts Christian and Jewish scriptures. CEO Ham says the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum are wholesome, God-honoring attractions which reach out to religious and non-religious visitors. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. A Buffalo man is providing health care for those who could not otherwise afford it. Dr. Myron Glick is this week's Family Life hometown hero. He says that his Jericho Road Community Health Center is able to serve anyone who needs help. And it's been a blessing for him. We got involved in providing health care to these refugees and filled a big need and it really fueled our growth. And instead of me going to another country to be a missionary doctor, the world came to Buffalo. Dr. Glick said he originally planned to travel as a missionary, as his parents did, but God had other plans. My dad was a church planter, and my parents did typical mission work in a rural part of Belize where there is not access to good quality health care, and I think that's where I got my desire to become a doctor. The doctor was inspired by medical mission work internationally, but transitioned his ministry to here at home. Glick tells Family Life that all who provide medical care anywhere are doing the Lord's work. Our full conversation with Dr. Glick can be found on our Hometown Heroes feature on the podcast page at familylife.org. It's now time for your Tuesday Market Report, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Dave Marcolotti. After a back-and-forth session, stocks ended in the red today. Target reported earnings before markets opened, beating on both earnings and revenue, and their shares were up 3% on that news. Treasury yields rose further as traders assessed the path forward on Federal Reserve interest rate policy. Oil climbing to just shy of $77 a barrel today. The Dow fell 232 points, the S&P 500 down 12, and the Nasdaq off 11. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. Upcoming on the 5 o'clock report on Family Life, Kevin Williams has your forecast with wintry weather on the way yet again, and also revisiting some of the best characters in situation comedy and in dramatic comedy, too. I'll tell you this once, and I want you to get it straight. This is General Walter O'Reilly, three stars and real mad. 
Should you prepay your home mortgage? Hi, I'm Rob West of the Faith and Finance Minute. The traditional argument against prepaying is you can earn more by investing than you'd save in interest. And that's true at times. But at other times, like right now, when stocks are going through a bear market, saving on interest is a better deal. Of course, these arguments for prepaying or not relate to the math involved. But this isn't just a mathematical question. Paying off a mortgage is tied up with other issues, such as your views on debt and financial security, and how close you are to retirement. There is no right or wrong approach necessarily, but I can say this, making the final payment on a mortgage will provide a sense of financial freedom that you can't calculate on a spreadsheet. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store, or learn more at faithfi.com. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. A chilly night is ahead tonight, but as the clouds break and the temperatures drop, do watch for slick spots on any damp surfaces this evening. The next weather maker of import comes later in the week as a potent storm out of the west arrives with significant snow and ice at risk come later Friday into the start of the coming weekend. In the meantime, for the night tonight, skies will break. It'll turn partly cloudy, low temperatures dipping into the 20s. Tomorrow, some early sun, but turning out mostly cloudy. A mild day in Pennsylvania, highs in the mid-40s to mid-50s. It'll be in the 40s in New York State with a couple of rain and snow showers. Thursday, clouds and some sun, high temperatures ranging generally in the 40s. Thank you, Kevin. And this date in history, it was an amazing finale for an amazing television program. like many classic shows, did not get early high ratings, but ended up a juggernaut on the CBS schedule. After 11 seasons, the MASH finale aired on CBS television February 28, 1983. Hawkeye and B.J. Honeycutt were featured in the final scene. Whenever I see a big pair of feet, their cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. Whenever I smell mucked old socks, I'll think of you. I miss you. I'll miss you a lot. Mike Farrell and Alan Alda in Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. Amazing ratings that time. 40 years ago tonight, 106 million TV viewers tuned in. At the time, that number was topped only by a few Super Bowls, President Nixon's resignation speech, and Neil Armstrong's first steps on the moon. The final episode of MASH, 40 years ago today. After 11 years, longer than the Korean War itself lasted. I remember that show well. And that's the world we live in for this final day of February 2023. Thanks for coming along. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.